Welcome back to the Flow and Flourish podcast. This is season two. I cannot believe it. And this is episode 22. And if you don't know this, I'm a numbers girl. I like when I see repeating numbers like 111, 222, things like that, because I'm learning more and understanding that that really means alignment. And so I couldn't be more excited to be recording episode 22 for season two. Now, I thank you for tuning in and rocking with me because I know it's been a while, but I have absolutely been walking the talk and practicing what I preach and taking my own advice. And I took these last couple of weeks to really rest, recuperate, get myself together because the season that I am in requires me to be pouring from a full cup versus an empty cup. And I cannot wait to jump in and just talk to you guys today. With that, I want to first and foremost say Happy New Year. I know you like, well, we're three weeks in already. So what? Still, Happy New Year. This is around the time where people start, if they haven't already, you know, backing up from those goals and resolutions and all of that good stuff. So I am here to just keep encouraging you to not do that. We're just three weeks in. It takes one day at a time, making one small step. So we are in this together. And this podcast this season is really going to help you get your whole life together. I'm going to be focusing a lot more on the capacity piece because as I've gone and talked a little bit about who I am, where I'm from, why I'm doing this, I really want to make sure that I'm giving you a ton of value so that you can apply things to your life. So you can expect, you know, lots of interviews, not only from myself, but a bunch of other phenomenal women, just like I had in season one. And if there are things that you want or that you want me to talk about, make sure you DM me. Like, don't be a stranger. okay? I don't bite. Come find me on IG or on Facebook. I haven't made it to Twitter yet. That's that's not my jam as of yet. I'm doing what I work with. So. But still, come find me, DM me, let me know what you need to hear about, especially as it pertains to creating balance between your personal and your professional life. If this is your very, very, very first time here, then welcome to your sister, friend, community and tribe. Here, we take the time to really unpack and talk about what it means to be able to manage competing priorities while wearing a bunch of different hats and what that looks like, especially especially for my busy, high achieving, high performing women who do all the things all the time and don't really have a safe space to talk about that because people don't understand what it is that you go through. So again, welcome to your tribe. And if you haven't listened to the first couple of episodes in season one, I of course recommend that you go back and really understand the foundational pillars that have built this space. So we focus on five things. That is our heart flow, our workflow, our health flow, which is really about your mental, physical, and emotional health. We focus on our cash flow. And last but not least, our faith flow. So go ahead, go back, take a listen to those and chime in with any questions that you might have. Like I said, find me in social media. As for today, though, being the capacity queen that I am, we are going to be talking about what do you need to make room for? Yeah. What do you need to make room for in this season of 2021? Before we jump in, though, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the Less Stress, More Rest 
free live masterclass that is happening on Tuesday, January 26th. So if you have not registered for that, I recommend that you put this on pause, go to my website, and there's a banner up there that says click here to register. It's going to be packed full of information on how to help you really tie into and get in alignment with what you say your priorities are and your values and putting those both together. going to teach you a little bit about how to delegate both at home and at work. And I'm going to be unveiling my secret capacity formula. So you may have already taken the capacity calculator. And if you haven't, you can also check that out by DMing me and I'll send you a link to it. But again, this is what this episode is being brought to you by. All right. So 2021 is here. I'm sure that you've set some goals, maybe made some resolutions, and you are at least thinking about and hopefully actively taking some steps towards bringing some of those things to fruition. But I have to ask you, do you have room for the things that you say you want, the things you've put on your goal list, or the things you've made resolutions for? I know for me this year, I've just starting to get into the habit of really like creating a word for the year because I think that's super dope. And this year, consistency is my word. Consistency with myself, with my family, in my business, with the podcast, just consistency all over the place. And that is requiring me to make room to be consistent. You may have heard me say, whether it was on a live or seen it in a post, that just because it's a new year, and I know that everybody does the new year, new me, just because we are in a new year doesn't mean that your old habits or mindsets and things like that stayed there. So you have to be super aware of where you're at and intentional about making room. And for me, you know, I really wanted to shed a little bit of light on what making room really means. And the first thing that came to mind for me was hoarders. Now, how many of you have seen that show? Even though like it makes my skin crawl sometimes because it's stuff all over the place, like up to the ceilings and I get claustrophobic just watching it. I'm super intrigued by it because I'm like, how do you let all this stuff just build up? Like what is going on? And knowing and understanding that it has a lot to do with emotional things, with trauma, with with just a bunch of different things that I don't pretend to be an expert in. I do know, however, that there are some red flags that lead up to that. And I love to talk about red flags because many times we dismiss little red flags that we see, that we feel, or we honestly just ignore them, right? Because we want to keep doing what we're doing and we want to pretend like everything is okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the hoarder tendencies. I don't believe that anybody on this planet wakes up one day and is like, you know what? I think I want to be a hoarder today. Just as much as I don't think anybody wakes up and decides, you know what? I think that I want to be in a very dysfunctional or unhealthy relationship. Or I think I want to work for a company I hate. Like nobody says that. But there are signs along our journeys and our path when we get into these relationships or we've been at these toxic work environments or that we've become hoarders that kind of pop up. Now, let's be clear. You can hoard more than just physical stuff. But for the sake of this example, I'm going to use the show, like I said, because it's easier. I am a visual learner. But a lot of us are holding on to things that nobody else can see. So this is to help shed a little bit of light on that, too. All right. So what are some hoarder tendencies? 
The first one that I really came across was excessively acquiring items that are not needed or which or for which there is no space. Now, how many times have you been to a garage sale or an estate sale, even at the grocery store, right? And you're purchasing stuff that you know you don't have no room for. That's a hoarder tendency. It may not seem like it on the surface and it might start out as sweet and innocent. But if you are constantly or excessively getting things that you don't need, and things that you don't have space for, you're having a hoarder tendency. So I want you to think about that. I know my coach and big sister, aka best friend in my head, Miss Patrice C. Washington, talks about information hoarding. Many of us throughout this last year with COVID hidden have been forced to figure out a way to make things work. And some of us have decided, you know what, this is the year that I need to start the business. While many of us are still hoarding information. What information are you holding on to that you think is going to really help you get your business going? Like you have to be doing something with that information. You can't just keep collecting it and hoping and praying that because you've collected it and now that it's sitting there with everything else that you've learned, you can't take any action. So think about that. Are you information hoarding? Another hoarder tendency is having a difficult time throwing stuff away or parting with things regardless of their value. Now, this was a tough one for me because like I said, in order for me to really do what I'm doing and do what God has called me to do in this season, there are a lot of things that I've had to be honest with myself about that no longer serve me, right? That are no longer valuable to me. And part of that is how I spend my time. Now, while I value my friends, my family, being able to get together and, you know, (laughs) kick the bobos, as my stepdad would say, my time for me and the way my goals are set up needs to be used wisely. And so that means I may not be sitting on the phone as long. I may not be as accessible. And that doesn't mean that I don't value the person, but I just value my time more. And so I want to ask you, too, are there things in your life, people, places, things, relationships? relationships that you're holding on to that don't even have value anymore. And if there are, why are you holding on to them? Because that's a hoarder tendency. Again, it may look and feel small and innocent, but when you end up holding on to people, places, things, stuff that has no value, it leaves you absolutely no room to be able to achieve the goals or resolutions or ideal level of success that you have. So what are you holding on to? The third one that I found is kind of obvious, but it's around building clutter, but to the point where there's literally no space. And so here's where capacity comes in. And I couldn't really find a... I don't want to say perfect, but a really good definition of what like human capacity means. So of course, I put my own together. And to me, capacity is your ability to be able to show up in excellence and operate that way sustainably. Like, do you have enough mental, physical, emotional capacity to handle the things that you need to handle on a day-to-day basis? If you are constantly collecting and holding on to things that do not serve you, you ain't got no capacity. 
You have no room to achieve any of the things that you said you want to achieve. You don't even have the mental capacity, aka space, to think. And that's where the autopilot comes, right? That's where you're just going through the motions day to day, not really even paying attention. You're barely functioning. And I'm going to do a whole episode on functioning versus fulfilled. But when you're operating at capacity because you keep collecting things and then holding on to those things, you're building clutter, clutter in your mind, clutter in your heart, clutter in your relationships. I don't know if it was on Facebook or what it was that I was watching. I'm a huge fan of Steve Harvey, always have been. But he was talking about how He wanted to get a new car and his mom kept telling him without telling him, baby, you got that big old hunk of junk sitting on these bricks. And it wasn't until he was able to physically remove that car that he was able to get a new one. So how are you going to make room for a new job when you're still holding on to the old one? How are you going to make room to take care of yourself when you're still operating from different limiting beliefs and mindsets that you have that no longer serve you? Help me answer that. Like, think about that for a second. What do you need to make room for? And in order to make room, you got to get rid of some stuff. So in 2021, I'm going to challenge you. What do you need to make room for? And are you paying attention to your hoarder tendencies? Again, this doesn't have to be physical stuff, but it can be. Are you hoarding newspapers? Are you hoarding, I don't know, glasses because, you know, the glass patterns were pretty. Like, honestly, I used to be a decoration hoarder. And anybody who knows me will tell you that. Like, I would save the birthday banner banners, the bags, the tissue paper, because I'm like, oh, I can reuse this and I can reuse this. No. It took up so much space. And when you have that physical clutter, it takes up your physical energy. So think about what are you holding on to? The last one that I found as a hoarder tendency was really being indecisive or having a pattern of being a perfectionist or avoiding and procrastinating and really not being able to plan or get organized. Like that's a that should but should have been number one. So if you're struggling in that area, if you are constantly indecisive, if you are struggling with being a perfectionist, everything just got to be right. All the T's got to be crossed. All the I's got to be dotted. Can't nobody do it like I do. If you're avoiding how you feel, avoiding thinking, right? Avoiding addressing things at work or things at home, totally checking out and avoiding the responsibility of thinking, meaning you sit on Candy Crush all day. I'm saying Candy Crush because that's my thing. (laughs) Or you zoning out to Netflix or you're using some sort of substance just because you're trying to numb yourself so you can't think. That's a hoarder tendency, And we don't want none of that this year. If that's not what you want and you're recognizing that you have some of these tendencies, you have an opportunity to get it together each and every day that you wake up. And because you're listening to this podcast, I don't think you want to be a hoarder, at least not of information. I'm going to need you to be a doer this year. Don't be a hoarder, be a doer. And so there are three different areas that I know for myself I'm focusing on in order to make capacity. And I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing. Make room increase your capacity. And it starts with really being able to make room in your head, make room in your heart and make room in your house. Okay. So what does it look like to make room in your head? 
For me, that has looked like getting my thoughts out, whether you are journaling or you're seeing a therapist or you're talking to a friend. And by the way, I recommend all three. It's getting, it's making yourself aware of what you're thinking, right? What is going on in your head? Because oftentimes, and I can say this because I've suffered from anxiety. Oftentimes the anxiety and the overwhelm is because you're thinking too much, which causes you to overthink, right? What's the saying? You study wrong, you study long, you study wrong, something like that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So getting your thoughts out so that you can really look at them. It's like literally stepping outside of your body and looking at yourself. Make room in your head to be able to think about the things that you need to think about. For example, there was a point in time where I was so busy that I couldn't even think about the bills that needed to be paid. Like stuff was falling by the wayside. Like granted, our lights never got got cut off. But there are times where I've missed payments on things because I just had so much going on in my head that I didn't have the space to think about what my own priorities were. So if that sounds familiar to you, I encourage you to really, really, really at a bare minimum, start journaling so you can get it out. Because I know our peoples, y'all know who I'm talking about, us as folks that have some melanin, right? We don't always want to go talk to nobody because we don't want nobody in our business. Or sometimes we hear at church, all you need is Jesus. I challenge that because I do believe that you need Jesus and a therapist and That is also a podcast episode you'll hear this season. But get it out. Get the thoughts out. Become aware of what you're thinking. We have like, I was going to say 50,000 thoughts a day, but I'm sure that it's much more than that. I have the number somewhere. But we have all these different thoughts. And oftentimes what you think ends up being what you feel, which ends up being what you say, which turns into your actions. So start becoming more aware of what's going on in your head. Make room in your head so that you can have what it is that you say that you really want. And with that, talking about making room in your heart, so many of us are running around with all this built up shame, regret, frustration, anger, all these different things that are going on in our heart. And we're pretending like they're not there. I will continue to say until I am blue in the face, holding on to all the stuff that makes you feel bad in your heart will eventually manifest itself physically. I've been talking more and more frequently about my own situation where holding on to all the stuff that I was dealing with emotionally landed me in ICU fighting for my life. And I don't want that for you. I want you to deal with what's going on in your heart so that you can make room for the sister friends that you say that you need. That means releasing some of those relationships. And it also means forgiving. Forgiveness isn't for you. Or I'm sorry, forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you. It's for you to make room because you running around being angry at what somebody said or didn't say, what somebody did or didn't do, how you were raised, the people who didn't show up, that damages you. That prevents you from having the room, aka the capacity to be able to, be able to accept the people who want to support you, accept the people who want to love you. If you really want a sister friend or sister friend communities and people to help you as you you know, go on this journey of where you're going. If you want sister friends and people to accompany you and support you and pour into you, you have to have room for that. And you don't have no room if you're running around angry, frustrated, and mad at the world. So deal with that. Pray about it. Get you a therapist. Get you a journal and join 
some sister friends. I know I have a perfect community for that, but there are plenty of them. And maybe mine isn't a good fit for you. And that's okay too. But you need to get out of your heart, all the things that are holding you back, all that negativity, get it out. And last but not least, in your house. You need to make room in your house for the things that you say that you want. You say you want peace, right? Are you dealing with the issues that are going on in your house? You say you want to start a business or you want your business to grow. Do you have a space that supports you to be able to do that? Or do you have stuff everywhere? And you'll hear me quote Patrice all the time because she's been so instrumental in me being able to be where I'm at mentally. Clutter is the physical manifestation of all the stuff that's going on in your head. So if you say you want a business or you want your business to flourish and you're saying affirmations like money flows to me freely and effortlessly, all of that can't flow through mess. So get your house in order. And for me, that also meant getting my house in order in terms of relationships, repairing my relationship with my husband, repairing my relationship with my daughter, learning how to have a relationship with my super busy ADHD six-year-old because COVID has forced me to be in the house with them 24-7. And I joke all the time like they trying to take me out, but that's how I really felt at one point because I didn't know how to have relationships with them because I was so busy being at work. I was so busy being the breadwinner. I was so busy doing all of the things that I thought I had to do with them or for them in order to be a good mom and to be a good wife. So get your house in order physically, mentally, and emotionally. I just want you to win. And that's what I'm here for. Like the whole reason that I'm doing this podcast is because I want each and every woman, and I know there are a couple of men that listen to this too, but everybody that's listening to this to be able to have the room, the capacity to be able to enjoy the lives that they've been working so hard to create. And when you're holding on to stuff that no longer serves you, when you are obtaining things that you don't even have room for, then how are you literally going to do the things that you say you want to do? How are you going to stand up and be the person that God called you to be? How are you going to become the best version of yourself if you're still holding on to who you used to be or you're holding on to, you know, things that you're not proud of and you're letting that hold you back? You can't. It's impossible. If an elevator has a maximum capacity, if an airplane has a maximum capacity, how come you don't? You too have a maximum capacity. So I will ask you again, what are you making room for? What do you need to make room for this year? Sit with that. And then once you've thought about it, tag me in social media or DM me and just say, Nick, I felt that. I need to make room for X, Y, and Z. I want to know that this is helping you. I want to know that this is blessing you. And make sure that you're sharing this also with other women, other people who need to hear this because you aren't the only one that needs to make room for something. I know I'm not. I'm not alone in needing to make room. There are still things that I'm going to continue to need to make room for as I continue to go higher and higher, as God continues to elevate me. So what do you need to make room for? I know I went in this season two. Y'all getting a little bit more of the unfiltered Nicole. So be in for that. And I recognize too that I may not be for everybody. And that's okay too. Those of you who need to hear what I have to say are going to be here. And I appreciate you for being here. So with that, I will let you get back to your day trying to keep these episodes under an hour this time because I know all of us are busy and doing a lot of different things. So again, make sure 
sure that if you have not yet subscribe to this podcast because there is so much more that is coming. Also, make sure you are on my email list because I have some fantastic announcements and only those on my email list are going to get them. And if you haven't, please make sure you go register for my free live masterclass happening at the end of this month so that I can help you figure out how to flow and flourish between your personal and your professional life. And as your capacity coach, it is my pleasure to be able to serve you and to be able to help you do just that, to help you create balance between your personal and your professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, prioritize your self-care because it is not a luxury, it's a necessity, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.